Hey folks, welcome back to the Water Cooler. Be sure to go follow us on social media, Instagram at TWCPod, Twitter at TWCPod1, and go to mine or Levi's Light pages on Facebook and you'll find us there. And before we get into it, a quick word from our sponsor, Drives Football. Drives Football, the all-new NFL gaming app, allows users to buy or sell the outcome of each offensive player possession. Based off the term, I'll bet they score. Well, now you can with this new trading style of play to enhance your game day experience. Download the app and follow the Instagram at Drives Football to stay up to date with our upcoming contests and with huge cash prizes. So, Blake, I got a good performance of the day for you today. You know, it's the World Series going right, right now, so yeah. we're going to be talking about Mr. November. Okay. Game 4, 2001 World Series, Derek Jeter, walk-off home run. Dude's just cold, ice in his veins, even though they lost the series. Yeah, when it comes to November, Derek Jeter is the undisputed GOAT, probably, in the playoffs, and I couldn't think of a better one at the moment, given the yeah. circumstances. I was debating that or Reggie Jackson, Mr. October. Yeah. But I don't know, I, I think Mr. November has a better ring to it. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's because, like, Reggie Jackson and his mustache and his glasses, it just gives me – I like I like him being a Mr. more than Jeter. Jeter's just the captain. But, like, yeah. Reggie, just looking at him, he he's a Mr. I don't know how to explain it. Lou Gehrig's the best Yankee captain ever, though. No, he's not. Yes, he is. No, he's not. Yes, he is. <laughs> no, Derek Jeter is the captain. Luke Even Derek. I would take Joe DiMaggio as captain over Derek Jeter. Oh, my gosh, man. That's terrible. I, would, I wish our roommate Evan was here to hear that. If you guys don't know, not Evan's saying, a huge Derek Jeter fan. But. I'm not saying he's a better player, but he's a better captain. No. But, no. There's too many players on those teams. Derek Jeter was that constant for nearly 20 years. Joe DiMaggio was a constant from the moment he started to the moment he retired. But he was never the best player on his team at, like, one time. Yeah, time. he was. No. For a brief period of time. Brief. Like you're, you're saying Mickey Mantle was better. But oh, the best Mickey players, Mantle was way better. Yeah, I agree. But the best players aren't always the best leader. Oh, well, yeah, you're right about that. But we, were, we don't know what goes on inside of a clubhouse. But Derek Jeter was a constant. There was multiple constants in DiMaggio's days. Like... The Yankees weren't always like, for example, Derek Jeter when he first started out, he was not good mm-hmm. until he got into the postseason. Then he became good overnight, and kind of like Randy Arizarena uh, from the Rays. But he's the constant. I'm saying when when Joe DiMaggio was the captain, they were winning like every single year, literally. Well, not that's because that, they didn't have any yeah, they competition. Had, they hardly. had a good team. Don't disrespect Tank Aaron like that. <laughs> I'm disrespecting the Braves like that in that time period. Uh, speaking of the Braves, they thumped the Astros last night. Bad. Yeah, we beat them 6-2. to two. We had over 10 hits. It was a great night, especially with Charlie Morton. He pitched 16 pitches on a broken leg, striking out a team. R.I.P. Charlie time. Morton. Yeah, and all he had to say was is that he said, I'm sorry for breaking his leg. That's got to be the most heartbreaking <laughs> thing yeah. I can imagine in sports. Yeah, I mean, he'll be back next year for spring training. Uh, we called up Tucker Davidson to take his place, and Tuck was really good until he got hurt in June. So I'm really excited about it. Our bullpen got some wear, though. Our, our probably had three best guys. They got some wear last night, which sucks this early in the series, especially playing tonight with Freed on the mound. So hopefully we can get seven innings out of him tonight. 
You better be able to get seven out of your starting pitcher. It's a World Series, though. When you fluke up a little bit, you get taken out. It's kind of like the Astros. Yeah. The Astros game one pitcher, Valdez. I mean, they didn't expect him to give up five over two innings, you know. Like, you just don't expect it. So, I don't expect it from Max, and they didn't expect it from him. But Freed is way better than Valdez, obviously. You know what I didn't expect? A freaking home run the first at-bat of the game. Was yeah. it first pitch or just first at-bat? It was the first at-bat. There was a couple pitches in, but it was the first time that a the first plate appearance of a World Series has been a home run. So that was really cool that it happened to us. And there's guys that playing in this World Series like Ozzy, Acuna. They weren't alive the last time the Braves won a World Series game. Yeah. I, I don't think I really – and friends with anybody who was alive. I have family members, but none of my friends have been alive since the Braves were in the World Series. Yeah. Just to win the World Series. It was an awesome it was an awesome game last night. Everyone in the starting lineup got a hit. It it was it was much needed, especially for guys like Dansby and Darno was getting on base just fine, but like Duval hitting a home run, those guys needed that for their confidence and Austin Riley's still striking out a lot. He's leaving a lot of guys on base, just like he did in that game six game against the Dodgers. But he's going to get it turned around eventually. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, I think game two is going to set the tempo for the series. Yeah, if we take both games in Houston, I don't see us losing the World Series. I just don't see it. I am hesitant to get any amount of confidence with Atlanta sports. I believe we'll win the World Series when I see Freddie Freeman holding up the Commissioner's Trophy. And until then, I'm just going to assume we're going to blow it somehow. Yeah, I mean, it's a good thought process to have. That way we don't get our hopes up and disappointed. But the way the way the series is formatted, it's not like NBA where you go two at home and then two away and then go back and forth until Game 7. The way it works is Houston's going to have the first two games at home. Then we're going to have three straight home games. So that's what I'm saying. If we take... Too. We, we still have room for one game for error, you know, and that could be mm-hmm. if Tucker Davidson starts that game because Ian Anderson will start game three. So we have room for error game at home, and then if we can't finish it out in ATL, we know we can finish it out in Houston. So Honestly, sports is all about just giving yourself the biggest margin for error possible. Exactly, yeah. And I have a good feeling. Obviously, being an Atlanta fan, I'm not going to get my hopes up. Last time I did that was the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, the Super Bowl. Um, it was a great halftime, and nothing was great after that. But Last time I did was the Hots in the conference finals this summer. <laughs> I don't know why. Somehow, I bought into the fact that we could win the championship. I mean, we all did. I mean, we were a great team, and we weren't even that healthy, like with DeAndre Hunter and everyone. But The refs were out to get Trey Young. What's new? He's gonna be like that, and for a long time, I feel like, until he, until like the Hawks start winning and stuff. And I'm not saying he'll ever be as great as Steph Curry because he won't. Steph Curry's the best shooter of all time. He'll probably stay that way for the rest of our lifetimes. But Trey uh, Young is the like a junior model of Steph Curry, and I think, I think that'd be hard to argue. I think Steph will be the greatest shooter of all time for 15 years. Because no. some kid, who's like a kid, five, probably some five year old right now. <laughs> Is growing up watching Steph Curry, and he's just gonna be sitting in his driveway, and just shooting <laughs> and shooting and shooting, just constantly trying to be the next Steph Curry. Yeah, I get that, cause I mean, we know 
people were probably saying the same thing about Ray Allen and Reggie Miller, like they're the best shooters of all time, and then on comes Steph Curry. So you're probably right, but I think there's going to be a day where somebody just practices a half-court shot <laughs> and can just get that like at a 40% clip. Yeah, that would tear apart defenses for sure. And that'll be the day I stop watching the NBA. <laughs> yeah, well, the day is coming sooner than later, that's for sure. Yeah. I actually wouldn't be opposed if they made the half-court line a four-point shot. Oh, I'd be definitely opposed. I see. It makes sense. No, It, it would doesn't... ruin the game. But... It would ruin the game of basketball. kid. Because nowadays, you all you do is shoot three-pointers. The mid-range yeah. is no more. I mean, Kyrie can shoot it. He can mm-hmm. shoot a really good mid-range, but Kyrie's not playing right now. Kobe Bryant was the last one who consistently hit those mid-ranges. D-Wade did, too. DeMar DeRozan. It's DeMar DeRozan, man. I mean, yeah, but it's, in the regular season, he hits them very consistently. <laughs> I mean, In man. the postseason, he goes off the rails, but... All right, but that's like one guy. You know, back in the day, you had all... Like, Michael Jordan was the king of mid-ranges, and he didn't shoot. It's not because he couldn't shoot threes. It's because mid-ranges were just closer and easier. That's common sense. Yeah, exactly. He has a better chance of going down the court and getting two mid-ranges in a row rather than one three-pointer, and four beats three. So, no, the mid-ranges, it's gone, and that's because of this big influence on three-point shot. I'm going to blame the Golden State Warriors, Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. I'm going to blame them, and that's fine because they showed a winning model that if you just shoot threes, you'd be good at it. The NBA is a copycat league, as they say. It is, just like with the big man era transforming into this. So, yeah, if that happened, if they included a four-point shot, okay, I just think logically. Because think about like like, your kid practicing your four-point shot in the driveway. I get it. I'd yell at him. I just think it doesn't make sense for a half-court buzzer beater to count the same as just a normal three-point shot. Okay, if you're talking about shots and distance, though, but where do you draw the line? So you're going to have a half-court shot being your four-point shot, but then eventually you're going to be like, oh, well, what about the guys who shoot it way further back than the four-point line? Yeah. You have to add a five-point, and where do you draw the line? Like, seven-point shot? You know what I mean? I would say six. <laughs> six. Get I would think, like, <laughs> the opposing three-point line would be your five-point line. And then if you're shooting just, like... You just roll it in from the block, two seconds left, and you just baseball throw it from full court. That should count for six points. Listen, if, if there wants to be a basketball league like that, take it somewhere else. But I don't think the NBA well, no, you know, that. I can't stand the three-point shot. Because then you're, you're going to have – your top five leader in rebounds are going to be point guards. Just waiting to get the ball, stand under they the basket, They already get the are, ball, basically. And then just chuck it down. Uh, well, Russell Westbrook Russell is Westbrook, probably. the only one, and – Luca's up there too. Oh yeah, Luca. Yeah, you're right about Luca. Luca's gonna be the triple double god, eventually. My biggest basketball pet peeve actually is when people have a wide open three, and they don't dribble like two or three steps in for the pull up mid range. Like you should try to get as close to the basket as possible. Yeah, the way you're taught growing up, you get a ball on the arc and you're wide open. You're just driving in the hole if there's a lane, but. It's it's sad, but a lot of people are too confident in three-point shots. They'd rather take the chance for three than get the sure two, and it, it's sad. And it's easier to justify missing if you're shooting the three. It is, yeah. It's really just, yeah, they're scared yeah. to get exposed for not having the mid-range. Yeah, but justify, justifying failure is what today's society is all about, and that's what the NBA is about nowadays. Yeah. 
Speaking of justifying failure, though, I feel like somehow people are going to make it to where the Brooklyn Nets currently being at 500 is not a big deal. Yeah, the Brooklyn Nets, I don't I don't know what their deal is. They'll got, they're a great team. They're going to make the playoffs. I mean, we're a week, two weeks into the season. It'll be fine. I think it'll all come around. I mean, the only problem is the late Lakers, I don't think they've clicked yet. They will eventually, but they haven't yet. This kind of reminds me of the 2011 season with the Heat, where it took them like a few games to start off hot, but then once they got into every game, they got better, and they gelled better together, but... Once the playoffs came, the old guys just picked them up. So, I'll never forget when the Warriors had their first game together with, against the Spurs, and they got demolished. Yeah, that, that Spurs team wasn't even the better team, but they were just this just chemistry. Yeah, I mean they had that not had their number, but if anybody could have beat that Warriors team, it was the Spurs. Until Zaza Pachulia put his foot under Kawhi's foot. <laughs> Zaza ruined... Pachulia. I haven't heard that name in so long. Oh, my gosh. He ruined Kawhi's career. Yeah. Honestly. Kawhi hasn't been the same since. Mr. Load Management. <laughs> yeah, Kawhi gets more load management than any basketball player I've ever seen. LeBron's load managing right now. He's yeah. got a quote-unquote ankle injury. Yeah, when he fell into that guy. Uh, Who did he fall into, you know? Yeah, but 10 years ago, wouldn't have been a problem. But LeBron's old, and that means that we're getting old, and it's really sad. And, I mean, LeBron's going to be more... He understands his role in this team. He's not the greatest player in basketball right now, I don't think. And I don't think anyone does I got him third. Either. Yeah, I mean, behind probably Giannis, Giannis and Katie. Katie. Right, yeah. So, we agree on one thing. Who's, who's better, though? If I'm drafting a team right now, I want Giannis. Oh, yeah, if you're drafting a team right now, but if you're drafting for a season, you're picking KD, right? I'm taking Giannis. I can't trust KD. No, I want the shot. I, if if I have to, like two minutes left in the fourth quarter, who do I want the ball in their hands in the NBA Finals Game 7? I want KD. Yeah, I'd take KD. Okay, the reason I can't argue in favor of KD is I've never seen him in that scenario where he doesn't have a superstar on the court with him. So I don't know what he's capable of when the defense can put all of their attention just on KD. I mean, even with the Bucks in Game 7, he was some, he still had James Harden on the court. Harden was hurt and playing like dog poop, but he still had James Harden to fall back on. And you saw what happened. He got gassed. Like that overtime, if that was LeBron... Could you imagine how much heck he would have gotten <laughs> yeah, if true. he did that, if he airballed yeah, a shot in overtime? I get it, but I'm not going to try to compare Chris Middleton to James Harden. James Harden is a better player, but Chris Middleton was the reason they won that NBA Finals. They would not have won that without him. I mean, you can argue Drew Holiday, but mm-hmm. Drew Holiday, in my opinion, was the Chris Bosh or Kevin Love of that team. Just, you know, probably more impactful than those two, to be honest, but... No, Chris Middleton was the Batman and Giannis was the Robin. I do, okay. I do agree no. with that statement. I think it was Kellerman who said Robin that, has never dropped 51 points in his life. Who knows? Nightwing has, but not Robin. <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> you got to know your comments, man. So the original Robin, we're taking a detour real quick. Jesus, all right. Just, just basically, <laughs> he grew up and became his own superhero called Nightwing, Dick Grayson. Okay. Yeah. Nightwing's cool. 
He's actually right. getting his own TV show. Yeah, but Chris Middleton's not. Chris Middleton's Batman. And then Giannis. Okay, you can argue that he's going to grow up to be his own superhero or whatever, but... Like Giannis? Yeah. He's already... He's Superman. I get that, get here, but Shaq I don't think he can do it by himself. He's not... Don't get me wrong. He, he did it by himself. No, he did not. More than KD has. Yeah. I okay. agree with that. So that's why Giannis But he gets, still didn't do it by himself. Nobody's ever done it by themselves. Oh, I'm going to think to prove your ass wrong. Okay, the only... Dirt... <laughs> If you want to say Dirk, I'll give you that. But that was a solid team. Yeah. Like there's been there's never been a player who had just complete garbage on his team and he was a superstar and he won the championship. They've gotten to the finals. Allen Iverson 2001, 2007 LeBron, LeBron 2007. Yeah. But they never go over the hump. I retract yeah. my statement until I can think of a winning argument. I retract it. <laughs> now, the only the only time you might have an argument, if you could find some 70s team. I was honestly thinking of, like, Bill Walton and the Blazers. <laughs> but, like, I that. couldn't even argue that. But, like, because the 70s basketball was so ugly. I don't even know who else was on that team. That's the, yeah. That's so, the like, thing. I don't know. And then you got the Wizards. <coughs> uh, they had Wes on, so... And Elvin Hayes. I was thinking of Elvin Hayes, but Wes so wasn't he old at the time? I think he was a finals MVP. Oh, well, you see, you got it. Yeah. You win. That's great. Awesome. <laughs> but, yeah, so LeBron, I think he's at the point in his career where he's getting injured a lot. But people keep trying to say, oh, that was just a freak accident. It's not LeBron's body. But if he keeps having a freak accident every year, at a certain point, he's injury prone now. These freak accidents never happened before. They never. LeBron's never been the hurt kind of guy. Sure, he might take a game off like a sprained ankle. That's a sprained ankle. Well, most people take off many games. If LeBron got a sprained ankle right now, like mm-hmm. that's what he has right now, right? He'd be out for like a week. Exactly. So, and who knows? He might be out longer because he's more comfortable coaching everyone on the sideline in the street clothes. But it, it's just <laughs> really sad. It's really sad. It just shows you the era of basketball we're going into. And, AD's going to have to take the throne eventually. He's too injured to take the throne. Yeah, he's way more injury prone. But when he stays healthy, he's the best player on the court. Yeah, but that's... You can't even say if he stays healthy. Well, I think LeBron's better than AD still. I'm going to say AD's more impactful on the court. But the problem with AD is it's not a matter of if he gets injured. It's a matter of when. And he... I don't think... Has he ever had a like completely healthy season? Like maybe once? Maybe once or twice at most. It's just you gotta hope he gets injured in like December and he has time to come back and get in a group before the playoffs. Yeah, exactly right. I mean it's and Russell Westbrook is gonna be the one constant on that team, yes. but if you can't play with the guys he's meant to play with, then it's never gonna mesh. It's mm. never gonna click. But luckily for them on the East Coast the Nets have problems of their own. So, yeah. I mean, who knows? I think it's honestly a toss-up this year. Bucks repeat. That's a, no, I'm not I, calling I don't, it. I don't but, know if the Bucks will repeat this year. I'm just saying, yeah. if the Lakers are having their problems and the Nets are still, who knows what's happening with them. Hawks and six. Yeah, that's all I can say. Hawks getting better every year. So I don't get why um, Russell Westbrook has such a hard time fitting in, though. Like, to me, it's basketball. 
I know they're making millions of dollars, and it's their job, but at the end of the day, it's a game. He should be able to just take a step back, be a point guard, distribute the ball, don't make reckless passes, and don't shoot five threes a game. That shouldn't be hard. Well, that's the thing, though. I think Russell Westbrook is not your average point guard. I mean, a lot of point guards are one-dimensional, two-dimensional, but he's he's like a like in baseball terms, he's a five-tool athlete. You know, like he can do it all. He will grab your rebound from your big man. He he will shoot the shot that your shot, shooting guard or small forward is supposed to shoot. Like he will I'm, make the he will make great passes. Don't get me wrong. He's been having turnovers more and more later in his career, but he. Him and Oscar Robertson are the two, you know, multi-dimensional. You could argue Magic because me and you argue about this. I believe Magic had a jump shot, but he just didn't use it. Mag- Magic took his – Russell Westbrook isn't able to do what Magic Johnson did. Magic Johnson could play the same as Russell Westbrook, but Magic Johnson saw what his team needed in terms of scheme and pushed those couple dimensions of his game to the absolute max and took a back seat let's say, on the rebounding portion like Russ does. And that's what won them championships. And Russ has failed to do that, and that's what's going to prevent him from winning championships. I agree. I just don't get why he's failing to do it. Like, he's a grown man. If your coach comes to you (laughs) and says, look, we need you to not rebound as much. We need you to distribute and play defense and slash. Mm -hmm. That shouldn't be that hard. No, it shouldn't be that hard. But guys like him are those kids you played against growing up in 21 where they just, you like, they could be your best friends off the court. But when you're on the court, you absolutely hate them because they just want to take over everything and just be a tryhard. You know what yeah. I mean? That's, I feel like that's what Russell Westbrook is. Like, not even trying to, like, you know, diss him or anything. But he, he I feel like it's just the drive in him. He has to try to do everything himself, honestly, because he's used to it. I mean, OKC never had a center. Serge Ibaka didn't rebound. He blocked more shots more than he rebounded. Russ was also the only dominant personality on that team. He was. Kevin Durant, you're a beta, bud. Just saying. Yeah. We were talking last night about the personality roundtable, how we would love to see if, like, Jordan, Kobe, Brady could all sit down and just talk. I would love to see Russell Westbrook at that table. Yeah, that'd be good, but I don't know. I feel like even Jordan, man, you're too much. Like you got to scale back some. Yeah, I I feel like Kobe and Russ are more similar than Russ is to any other player, probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Matt Kellerman says Russ is if Kobe and AI had a baby. <laughs> and I think that's a perfect analogy. I mean, yeah, it's a good analogy. I mean. AI was great. Kobe was great. Their mindsets were... I think Kobe and AI's mindsets were completely opposite, though. Yeah. Like, I have a feeling AI's mindset's more like Harden's mindset in a sense of, you know, I'm going to ball out in this game. I don't care what you guys do in practice. But then there's Kobe, who's going to be the first one and the last one in practice every game. Could you, you imagine know? Kobe giving the practice rant? <laughs> No, I, feel I, could, like, I literally couldn't. I that feel was Shaq's like job. You know? He would implode. That was Shaq's job or Better World Peace or Lamar Odom. That, that was never Kobe's place to be. I think AI gets too much flack for the practice thing, though. You know, it's like, I get his point. 
I get his but point. But it, it sounds bad. But if you listen to what he's saying, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because a lot of people just listen to this, uh, like listen to that little snippet and don't get the whole kind of statement. Or his... all right, so yeah, the practice rant that was one of my favorite basketball clips of all time. Moving on to the NFL, though. Man, the Chiefs just suck. <laughs> yeah, the Chiefs aren't looking too hot. They have a 3-4 and four record right now. Mahomes has still the most interceptions in the league. Don't get me wrong, he's doubled it with his touchdowns, but the Chiefs aren't just looking like the Chiefs. And like I said in the last pod, I think it's the coaching staff, but let's not forget, like, to, let's not forget, though, that in order to get to where the Chiefs want to be as an organization, they have to go through the stuff like this. They had great years with hardly any, any like mess ups or anything like that. So I think this is really good for them to go through. And honestly, their roster got better than last year. They're just not playing well together. And I, that can be chemistry, it can be coaching staff, it can be both. But right now, the Buffalo Bills they're the best team in the NFL, in my opinion, right now. What's the Bucks record right now? Six and one. That's good. That is good. But their rush defense is the best in the NFL. They've stepped up their pass defense a lot. Brady's is the MVP candidate right now that I think everyone's looking at. That would be unheard of. If Brady won MVP. And he's, what, 44? He's old. <laughs> he's old, man. That's insane. Yeah. I, Cardinals I think, being, actually, yeah. I think he's 43. Yeah. Even with Cardinals being 7-0, I think if the Bills played the Cardinals, I think the Bills would come out on top. I think the Bills' defense is just un- unheard of right now. If, say the Bills and the Bucks played in the Super Bowl and the Bucks lost, do you think that would hurt Brady's legacy at all? Not at all. I think that would just kind of be a passing it. If Brady loses the Super Bowl right now or in the next couple of years, it'd be the passing of the torch. It'd be like, all right. I mean, I don't know if, don't get me wrong, I'm never going to say Brady doesn't have that drive anymore mentally because it's Brady. But physically, if he has that drive, you know, to tell himself, all right, it's time to get back to where I was. Because he's old. He's got kids. Like, he's old. His kids are, like, about to be in middle school. He could be my dad, dude. Yeah. He could. Like, that's crazy. He would have been in high school with my mom. Yeah. He would have been a freshman when she was a senior. Brady's been in the NFL as long as we've been alive. It's just... He's been... Win the Super Bowl as long as we've been alive. Yeah. 2002 is his first Super Bowl. Like uh, Closer to you. Well, 2001 season, baby, but, yeah. but yeah. I'm not a one baby because I'm cool. All right. Dude, I wish so bad I was a 2000s baby. I know. <laughs> no. But, you know, it's funny. In 2014, when he played the Seahawks, right, 2014 season, I thought that was going to be the pass from the torch to Russell Wilson. Yeah. And Brady just took that because, you know, the year before, they beat Peyton well, Manning. Malcolm Butler took that. <laughs> well, they beat real. Peyton Manning the year before. Right. Well, they are about to beat Tom Brady this year. And then the Seahawks, just new era, they got it. But then Brady and the mm-hmm. Patriots defense said nope. Yeah, that Seahawks defense kind of crumbled. I mean, Cam Chancellor retiring, Earl Thomas and Sherman going their separate ways. Bobby Wagner's still the only constant, still leads the NFL in tackles. But that's because Seahawks has top three worst defense in the NFL, so he's on the field most of the time. Tackling statistics don't mean anything. But there's just so many like surprises and storylines. This like the Bengals, the Bengals are great. Like they're a good team. Jamar Chase is ridiculous. The O line is outperforming anyone's expectations. But they're the team I always forget about. Yeah. 
AFC North is definitely the best division in football right now, in my opinion. Baltimore's great. Cleveland, I mean. What do you think about Baltimore's chances? Of winning the Super Bowl? Yeah. Good. They show up in the big games, but there's just some games they just don't show up for. But, like, big games, I feel like they show up for. But then there's just the oh common, you know, week four matchup against so-and-so, and then they just blow it. I want to see Mahomes and Lamar in the playoffs. I'd like to see that, too. I do want to see a rematch of the AFC Championship game against uh, Mahomes and Allen again, though. I think that'd be really cool. I want to get to watch it this time. <laughs> Last year, we couldn't find the channel on the old TV. That, that was heartbroken. <laughs> yeah, that was. I remember that. But, and then the NFC. Green Bay looks great. Dallas looks great. The Bucks look great. Any chance Aaron Rodgers stays? No. No, the Aaron Rodgers, this is the last season at Green Bay Packer uniform. I mean, this is his more of a curtain call, I think. Mm. This is more of a, this season's for the fans. I don't see it for anyone else. You can say it's for him, you can, for his teammates and the fans. That's who nice. the season's for. While we're on the subject of Aaron Rodgers, in a similar vein, have you heard the latest on Ben Simmons? The latest? What is the latest on Ben Simmons? Him getting suspended? He got suspended? Yeah. He, I guess I don't even know the latest on All right. Seven. Well, so it was uh, before the first game and the second game, and Doc Rivers had told Ben Simmons to go do a defensive drill. Okay, yeah, that's all I was going to say. Ben Simmons said too. no, and then he sent Ben Simmons home, didn't play. And then uh, they went, I think it was, they played in New Orleans against the Pelicans, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the crowd started saying, where's Ben Simmons, and had a little chant, and it was funny. But Ben Simmons, he needs to either leave Philadelphia or retire, honestly, at this point. Retire. Like, yeah, like, if you don't, there's no need to play the game of basketball if you can't mm-hmm. play it anywhere else other than Philly. If your only choice to play the game of basketball is in Philadelphia, don't even play basketball. I just think it's telling what Joel Embiid said, where he was like, man, that kid can do what he wants to. Yeah, he, I don't care anymore. It's I'm not his job to babysit. Joel Embiid gets paid a lot of money, and he's still refusing the babysitting role, which makes sense because Ben Simmons is a grown-ass man. He doesn't owe anyone anything. He's but, acting like a child. Exactly. And See, I think this is what two or three more years of college basketball can help people because yeah. you mature. Ben Simmons hasn't matured from being an 18-year-old. Ben Simmons didn't even finish his freshman year of high school. Don't get me wrong. There's the one-and-done guys, you know, and that's cool. But at least those guys finished high school. As soon as the LSU season was done. You mean college? What? In you college, said, yeah. You said high school. Oh, yeah, my bad. Yeah, you're right. I was but, like, damn, you yeah, dropped no, out of high school. <laughs> yeah, he did not drop out of high school. He had, went to a good high school in Montverde. But, no, as soon as that LSU season was finished, not even the college basketball season, he withdrawed mm. from LSU to focus on the draft just tells you the kind of person he is. I get LeBron took him under his wing for a little bit in off-season programs, and he always picks him in the all-star draft, but Ben Simmons does not. He can shoot. If anyone says Ben Simmons can't shoot, you don't watch basketball. But Ben Simmons, his problem is is he doesn't shoot, and he won't shoot. It's a confidence thing. It's a mental block. He has to go from street to the NBA, and he's still struggling with that, and he's not going to get – He's not going to do that in Philadelphia. And that's what, okay, what frustrates me so much is that he won't look in the mirror and say, you know what, we lost, not like LeBron in Cleveland, because I don't have help. We lost because of me. Yeah. And that's the problem with the whole player empowerment. Not, obviously, some degree of empowerment is good, but now they just leave 
whenever they run into a wall and they don't try to better themselves. Right. Like, Ben Simmons is trying to go to another team. He's not even trying to go to a winning team. He's just trying to leave Philadelphia, who was the number one seed in the East last year, just because he wasn't good enough to break through. And he doesn't want to have to deal with that pressure. Yeah, it's, I, the more we talk about it, the more I can't stand Ben Simmons. Like, he, the guy's getting paid to play basketball, and he acts like the world owes him something. He acts like the Sixers owes him something. Sixers don't owe him anything. If anything, he owes the Sixers everything. Because if he showed up in that series against the Hawks, who knows if we made the Eastern Conference Finals as the Hawks, you know? Like, we who wouldn't knows? have. If he showed up, we may not have made it, but he didn't show up. He owes that city a lot, but it's Ben Simmons, so. Yeah, he's going to go complain. Well, you got anything else we ought to talk about? No, I think I'm good for right now, man. Yes, I think that about wraps it up with me, too. Well, we'll see you all next week. Go Braves. Joe Braves.